Welcome to this edition of Adapting to Life's Challenges. My name is Ted Thomas, and I'm your host for today. We're focusing on assertiveness. Hey, out of all the other things that you could be doing right now, you chose to hang out with me, and I'm honored. During my 13 years in the military, including combat, and 20 years in the behavioral health system, I discovered assertiveness is a key communication style both personally and professionally. So what is so important about assertiveness? Hey, look, it is not a typical conversation or topic that pops up around the dinner table or even the conference table, yet it deserves our intentional attention. Yes, I said intentional attention. This is where assertiveness begins. It doesn't happen in a vacuum or in some passive way, <laughs> passive way. See what I did there? No, assertiveness only happens if we intentionally target our energies and our efforts toward developing a higher level of assertiveness skills. Assertiveness can be learned. Assertiveness is a well-honored and respected character trait. Think for a moment and finish this sentence. Assertiveness means to me Perhaps your answer was that I'm free and able to express my feelings, thoughts, opinions, and beliefs in an open, respectful manner that does not violate the rights of others, nor is intended to cause harm to others. Okay, being real, you probably didn't finish the sentence that way. Let's try that again. Assertiveness means to me that I am free and able to express my feelings, thoughts, opinions, and beliefs in an open, respectful manner that does not violate the rights of others, nor is intended to cause harm to others. Good. I'm so glad you did that. Now, let's step forward and straightaway unearth some heavy myths about assertiveness. Myth number one, assertiveness is basically the same as aggressiveness, but with a smile. Yes, it's a myth. Some people who are aggressive most of the time think they are being assertive because they state what their needs are. There are differences in the words used, though, the tone taken, and even the body language that's used. It comes across as aggressive. Myth number two is if I am assertive enough, I will always get what I want. Again, this is a myth. Being assertive does not mean that you will always get what you want. In fact, being assertive is not a guarantee of any outcome at all. Being assertive is about expressing yourself respectfully regarding your needs and respecting the needs of others. By being assertive, you may seriously influence others to be assertive simply by your example. Myth number three. If I am assertive, I must be assertive in every situation. Yes, it's a myth. It's important that we understand how to be assertive. And understanding that provides us with a choice of when to be assertive and when not. Remember this quote. 
we teach other people how to treat us. Again, worth repeating, we teach other people how to treat us. And therefore, if we use our assertiveness as a tool, then we're going to be able to have a choice to respect others' rights as well as our own and speak up for ourselves. Myth number four. If I'm assertive, my family and friends think I'm being selfish or a bully. Being assertive requires us to take some personal responsibility for how we are assertive. So it's not being selfish or a bully. However, some other people might see it that way because they hadn't seen any assertiveness from you in the past. But again, in the case of being viewed as selfish, we are really just showing an increased level of confidence in advocating for ourselves. We can exercise our assertiveness for others also. Our family, however, may not have seen this before. Be ready. How about myth number five? If I'm assertive and say no more often, I will upset other people and ruin our relationships. Again, a myth. If you have traditionally been a, yes, I'll go along with everybody else, even though I don't really want to, type of person, or a person that really struggles to say no, then you all of a sudden start saying no. Well, others may not understand what's changed or why you've changed. They may feel as though they did something wrong or hurt you in some way. Help them understand your position by explaining why you are saying no. As you can tell, there are plenty of myths and misunderstandings about what it means to be assertive. You will discover that assertiveness is very much a positive communication style with many benefits and values. As a communication style, we, we learn to be how we are, who we are, and why we are, the way we are. Our family, friends, schools, jobs, all the above, all together formed our communication styles we use in everyday different situations. Being a learned style means that we can learn a new style, right? This is a great place to start, don't you think? Regarding the meaning of assertiveness, and understand please that there's a spectrum, the characteristics here of passive, and on the flip side of that, aggressive. And then hanging out in the middle of that spectrum is the most comfortable place, and that's assertive. For us to explore the meaning of assertiveness and the entire spectrum of passive, assertive, and aggressive, it's valuable for us to offer up a few comparisons. And to do that, we can first look to people we know. So, when you think of someone who is aggressive, who is it? 
What comes to your mind's eye about them? What is it about them that makes you think or feel that they are aggressive? Is it their voice? Is it the words that they use or the tone or the volume of their voice? Perhaps it's their body language or a combination of all the above. Do you find them to be intimidating? Do they say things that are demeaning and belittling, crass, put-downs, hurtful, disrespectful, and perhaps without guilt or remorse? You know, I could go on and on, but you get the idea. And hey, if this, you think this describes you, I invite you to listen up even more. These are not attractive character traits. These traits don't show strength or authority. People tend to barely tolerate those who are aggressive and often are exhausted after spending time with them. Many people who live, let's say, more near the passive side of the spectrum often retreat further into passivity when in the presence of a person exhibiting aggressive demeanor. Aggressiveness doesn't mean all bad. Rather, it can mean that aggressive persons can have other good qualities that people like and enjoy. However, they can learn to be less bad, less aggressive, meaning more assertive. We've got to look into some recognizable characteristics of aggressive, passive, and assertive persons. Listen up to see how you relate to any of these characteristics. First, we look at aggressive. You stand up for your personal rights and express your thoughts and feelings and beliefs in a way which is usually inappropriate and typically violates the rights of others sarcasm, condescending, belittling, lacking social hesitation or filters, abrupt, interruptive, fast-paced, high-energy, blaming word choices, boastful, out-to-get-them, accusatory tone, and words, space intrusion, stepping into other people's private space, hard staring, sneering, pointing, showing physical strength, signs of power and gestures. I'm out for number one. Me, get out of my way. I'm out to win. The price to pay here creates enemies and people resent this person for always trying to control others in situations and tend to feel inferior to some degree and try to compensate for this. Increased aggression equals increased appearance of strength, confidence, and esteem. So the price, truly, of being aggressive, those around you may grow to resent you, feel bullied, and it can make it difficult for you to relax. If you are always trying to control others and the situation, it is difficult to maintain close friendships. Now let's dive into the passive realm maybe not expressing honest feelings, thoughts, or beliefs, allowing others to violate your rights, yielding to others in conversations, express thoughts, feelings, and beliefs in an apologetic, self-effacing way. Others easily disregard them. 
long, rambling, uncertain sentences, beating around the bush, filled with awkward pauses, filler words, apologizing frequently, soft, unsteady voice, dull, monotonous, oversoft, overwarm, apologetically justifying statements prior to speaking them, such as, I wouldn't normally say anything, but I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm, I'm likely wrong about this, but it doesn't really matter. It also includes self-put-downs, um, averting a gaze to someone else, looking down and away and slouched and wringing hands, laughing while trying to express anger or frustration in an attempt to diffuse it. Fake smiles, thinking that I don't count or I don't matter. People think poorly of me. They don't like me. They avoid me. They take advantage of me. They postpone things. They, they hide conflict. Build up and stuff stress, anger, frustration to the point of explosion almost. Often stuck in unhealthy relationships. Work, home, school, lacking self-esteem. So what's the cost of hanging out in this passive area? Well, certainly prone to build up extra stress, anger, frustration, which is stifled until it explodes. It's very internally hurtful. Others feel that they can put unreasonable demands on you because you won't say no. You won't advocate for yourself. Getting stuck in unhealthy relationships and feeling secure, not feeling secure to make an exit. That happens. Now it's time to dig in a little deeper into that assertive piece of this spectrum. This is where we find ourselves communication, communicating our feelings, thoughts, beliefs in an open and honest and authentic manner without violating others' rights and without the intent to harm or hurt or otherwise demean another person's value, feelings, opinions, or ideas. A firm yet relaxed voice, casual even, friendly, caring, concerned, compassionate, a steady, easy tone to listen to, not loud or overbearing, uses I statements instead of you statements. Consider that non-accusatory, yet states clearly, I feel irritated when you interrupt me. Receptive to others' thinkings, feelings, opinions, eye contact, body stance, open hand gestures, smiles, frowns accordingly to the situation, speaking with strength and confidence to ask for what you need and stand up for yourself with the respect of others, able to reshape inner beliefs and values, once held as a child or more passive. So what's the price of being assertive? People who have benefited from you being passive may try to sabotage your new assertiveness. You may experience some uncomfortable feelings, emotions, when you take on the task of reshaping your values and your beliefs that you had as a child that no longer work for you. 
Think about the spectrum on either side of assertiveness as much more sensitive to others' feelings, to insensitive to others' feelings. So as an assertive person, you may feel uncomfortable on occasion when you focus on voicing your needs, even in a respectful manner. It is possible to say no to others. Many of us just feel uncomfortable doing it. You surely have heard people say, well, she was just born a leader or he was born to be a great speaker. Well, this begs the question, are we born assertive or passive or aggressive? We are all born assertive. Babies, babies cry to get their needs known and met, to express their emotions. However, as babies, we begin to adapt our communication styles to best fit our environment. The responses we experience from family and friends and peers. So is it as easy as saying, it's my parents that cost me to be more passive? Well, yes and no. It is more about our exposure, our experience, and thus our expression. Remember these three words, exposure, experience, and expression. I mentioned before that we are who we are, how we are, and why we are because of where we've been, what we've done, and who we did it with. Our early years strongly influence our movement on the assertiveness spectrum. Consider who in your young life influenced you the most. Who was passive? Who was aggressive? For most of us, even while trying to be assertive, an aggressive person may influence us to take a less assertive or more passive position or approach. Conflict, chaos, crisis, all play into our movement on the assertiveness spectrum. When you stack up conflict and chaos, it feels uncomfortable and uneasy. So what is our response? Who is our role model in this? What is our learned response? So nature or nurture for assertiveness, passiveness, aggressiveness. Sure, some experts agree loosely that heredity may play a small role in how passive, assertive, or aggressive we are. I can believe that genetics sets up a predisposition of demeanor, personality, and thinking styles, feelings, and emotions as a natural contribution. However, it's just that a predisposition. The nurture part of our growing up, of all, this kicks in to further shape who we become. Let's dive in for a moment, just a little bit deeper to this curious question. How did I become unassertive or passive? How did I become aggressive? Remember those three words I told you to remember earlier, and that's exposure, experience, and expression. What was your exposure to members in your family dealing with conflict and arguments and disagreements? How did you experience those situations? The emotions and feelings and thoughts you had? The influential messages that you absorbed? How did you then express yourself during and after these situations? Oh, so many questions, right? 
So, hey, we cannot leave this discussion to just family dynamics. We are even also strongly influenced by our close friends, schoolmates, and even those young people in our lives that were not a member of our friend list. You know, a few kids in the school that may have intimidated people, bullied people, or acted in aggressive ways. Even they influenced us by exposure, experience, and expression. So if we can agree that aggressiveness is a time-honored and well-respected character trait, then what's blocking you from being assertive? Again, let's explore your exposure, experience, and expression. Our thinking and feelings are influenced by exposures beginning early in life. And then when we experience those exposures, it shaped our expressions. Here's an example. As a child, we were exposed to ridicule and punishment when we spoke up about an important topic to us. Our experience was negative and taught us that speaking up was bad. This shaped our future and how we continued to express ourselves. I know you're thinking, well, I'm an adult now. I should be able to be more assertive. This is true. Your thinking is spot on. And the good news is that you can learn to be assertive. Yes, I said learn to be assertive. Consider this. Our exposures, experiences, and thus expressions made sense to us at the time. However, even though we've moved on from those experiences, we may not have updated our thinking. We now face different situations that call for us to express ourselves differently. So let's update our thinking. Listen, your task over the next few weeks is to intentionally recognize times in the course of your day that you noticed coming across to others as more aggressive or perhaps passive where you felt like speaking up but didn't out of fear or believing that others wouldn't listen anyway. Likewise, as you recognize what happens in the course of your day, congratulate yourself for those interactions when you felt assertive. Now, be direct with yourself. Think about what you would do different in those situations to be more assertive while respecting others' rights along with respecting your own. This ongoing process of recognizing these situations will help you learn more toward assertiveness on a regular basis. You can do this. So say it to yourself. I can be assertive. I will pay attention to times when I am aggressive or passive and learn to be more assertive. Make it happen. That's it for today. Again, this is Adapting to Life's Challenges with your host, Ted Thomas. Be well and be in touch. <laughs>